The thin man was walking slowly up the corridor towards them, the blade of the knife in his hand glinting like a scythe in the sun. Laura began to scream as the image on the screen drew closer. Pinka Synagogue, Prague, Czech Republic, 2nd of January, 10.04 a.m. The shattered glass crunched under the leather soles of Tom Kirk's lob shoes like fresh snow. High in the wall above him, white sheeting had been taped across a window frame's jagged carcass, the plastic bulging as it trapped the biting winter wind. Is that how they got in? No. Rabbi Spiegel shook his head. They came in through the back, broke the lock, the window. That was just for fun. Tom's face set into a grim frown. In his mid-thirties and about six feet tall, he had the lithe, sinewy physique of a cross-country runner. Clean-shaven and wearing a dark blue cashmere overcoat with a black velvet collar over a single-breasted gray woolen huntsman suit, his short, normally scruffy brown hair had been combed into place. His coral-blue eyes were set into a handsome, angular face. And then they did this? he asked. Rabbi Spiegel nodded. There were 80,000 names in all, Holocaust victims from Bohemia and Moravia, each painstakingly painted on the synagogue's walls in the 1950s with family names and capital letters picked out in blood red. Bright yellow graffiti that had been sprayed over the walls. On the left-hand wall, a large Star of David had been painted, obscuring the text underneath it. It was pierced by a crudely rendered dagger from which several large drops of yellow blood trickled towards the floor. Tom lifted a small digital camera and took a picture, a loud electronic shutter-click echoing across the room's ashen stillness. "'Why have you asked me here, Rabbi?' Tom asked gently. "'I understand that you recover stolen artifacts, paintings, amongst other things.' It was just over six months since he had gone into business with Archie Connolly. The idea was simple. They helped museums, collectors, governments even, recover stolen or lost art. What made their partnership unusual was that, after turning his back on the CIA, Tom had spent ten years as a high-end art thief. Archie had been his fence and frontman, finding the buyers, identifying the targets, researching the security setup. This new venture represented a fresh start on the right side of the law that they were still coming to terms with. Then come upstairs, please. The rabbi pointed towards a narrow staircase in the far corner of the room. I have something to show you. The staircase emerged into a vaulted room, the pale morning light filtering in from the windows set high in the white walls. Here there were a series of shattered wooden display cases and a tiled floor strewn with drawings and watercolors. This was a permanent exhibition of children's drawings from Terezin. Whole families were held there before being shipped east, the rabbi explained. There is a certain awful innocence about war when seen through the eyes of a child. Tom said nothing knowing that any response would be inadequate. Rabbi Spiegel gave a sad smile. Still, we will recover from this as we have recovered from much worse before. Come, he said, crossing to the far wall. Here's what I wanted to show you. A gilt frame, perhaps two feet across and a foot wide, hung empty on the wall. What was there? An oil painting of this synagogue completed in the early thirties. It's been cut out, Tom said thoughtfully. Who is it by? A Jewish artist, not well known, but dear to us because he lived here in Prague until the Nazis murdered him. He was called Karol Belak. Do you have a photo of the painting? Of course. Rabbi Spiegel produced a photograph from his pocket.
May I? Tom asked. Keep it, please. Tom slipped the photograph into his overcoat. From what I remember of Balak, Tom began, pausing as two Czech policemen stepped into the room and peered around at the damage. Is there anywhere a little more private we can go? The rabbi led Tom back down the stairs and across the main body of the synagogue to a thick wooden door that gave onto a small open space, the ground undulating in a series of unexpected mounds and dips and peppered with dark shapes. What is this place? Tom asked. The old Jewish cemetery, the rabbi answered. The dark shapes were gravestones, thousands of them, jammed so close to each other that the ground was barely visible between them. For hundreds of years, this was the only place the city allowed us to bury our dead. So, each time it filled up, we had no choice but to put down a layer of earth and start again. Some say there are eleven levels in all.